The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, on July 14, 2013, based on Colossians 1, verses 9 through 14. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of God through which the Holy Spirit fills us with spiritual knowledge is Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's always something new to learn. The news channels not only have their 24-hour programming, they also scroll the headlines along the bottom of the screen to keep you updated on the latest news. Sports channels often do the same thing with the scores of the other games that you aren't able to watch at that time. And then there are all those learning channels that teach us new things about history or, or science or new crafts, skills or cooking techniques. We live in the information age. We sort of saw that illustrated just in the Wells Connection today. We have more information at our fingertips than at any other time in history. Governments and companies can collect mounds of data and information unimaginable just a a decade or two ago. All All you have to do is listen to the news about the NSA leaks and Edward Snowden to glimpse that kind of picture. But dear friends... With all this increase of information and data, do we really have any more knowledge? As we take to heart the word of God that the Holy Spirit gave the Apostle Paul to write here, we pray that the Holy Spirit fills us with spiritual knowledge. The knowledge that brings us wisdom and understanding, and that gives thanks to God the Father by the way we live. That's our theme in parts here today. Be filled with spiritual knowledge, that's the theme. And part one, it's the knowledge that brings wisdom and understanding, and part two, it's the knowledge that gives thanks to the Father by the way we live. Part 1. As Paul begins his letter to the Christians in the city of Colossae, he gives thanks to God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives thanks because God 
has used the gospel to give the Christians in Colossae faith in Christ, love for their fellow saints, and the hope of heaven. And this gospel has been producing fruit and growing among them since the day they first came to hear and know God's grace in all its truth. And our God has done the same for you and me, hasn't he? And so because of this, for this reason, Paul says that he continues to pray for them, continues to pray that they keep on growing in that spiritual knowledge as the Holy Spirit brings them that knowledge that can come from no other place. And that's what we want to think about here, first of all. What is this knowledge that Paul is talking about, that he is praying for the Christians in Colossians, and really for us as well, to keep on growing and to keep on being filled with? Is this knowledge simply an accumulation of facts and data? Well, let's listen to what the Apostle says. He says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. The kind of knowledge Paul wants Christians to be filled with is the knowledge of God's will. But how can we know what God's will is? He is so far beyond our comprehension. We cannot discover his will by studying the wonders of the universe or the mystery of the human psyche. We cannot discover or uncover his will by delving into our own hearts or by trying to look at the happenings around us as if they were some sort of signs from God. How do we learn God's will? Well, God answers that question for us. Listen to his answer in in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. And you, dear friends, have those spiritual words written down for you. That's what the Bible is. These are the Spirit's words given for us to reveal, given to us to reveal God's will, His good and gracious will. Spiritual knowledge, wisdom, and strength come only through the Word. And the prophet Moses said the same thing in the first lesson today from Deuteronomy 30. He said, the word is very near you. It's right here, no farther than this book. And that's how it comes into our mouths and into our hearts. Others speak what the Bible says to us, or we read it. And as we hear and learn it, the Holy Spirit writes it on our hearts as well. We learn God's will from his word. And so, We are filled with this knowledge of God's will, with this spiritual knowledge, as we learn God's word, the Bible. But does this learning, does this being filled with spiritual knowledge simply mean accumulating 
the different facts that the Bible tells us about. No. That is not spiritual knowledge by itself. Someone can learn all the facts of the Bible and be able to answer every trivial pursuit question. Maybe they can even quote long parts of the Bible word for word in the original Greek and Hebrew. But if they just look at this as accumulating facts and data, they have no spiritual knowledge. For you see, dear friends, knowledge takes information, facts, and data and sees how they fit together for a purpose. That's called understanding. And then uh, knowledge takes that understanding one step further and applies it to our lives. That's wisdom. And so, dear friends, spiritual knowledge learns the facts of God's truth and then comes to understand how they fit together according to God's purpose, His good and gracious will, and then applies it to our lives with all wisdom. That's the spiritual knowledge that the Holy Spirit fills us with through God's word in the scriptures and in the sacraments. Here's an example. Taking three biblical facts that you know well. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Caesar Augustus issued a decree. And the prophet, from Micah, and the prophet Micah had foretold this, that Jesus' birth would be in Bethlehem centuries earlier. Now spiritual knowledge takes those facts and the Holy Spirit leads us to understand how they fit together and we begin to see how God always keeps his promises even if it means using a decree of a pagan emperor so that his son is born at exactly the place he had said it would be. And then wisdom takes that understanding and applies it to our lives, assuring us that God always keeps his promises. So why worry? God will accomplish his good and gracious will even when he has to use the most powerful unbelievers of all to do it. Spiritual knowledge involves all of that as the Holy Spirit fills us through the word of God. Facts, understanding, Wisdom. As we are filled with spiritual knowledge, it involves all three of those things. And that's why we need to keep on studying the Bible and keep on coming to hear God's word preached. You may not learn many new facts. The most important biblical facts, most of you have known from little on up because your parents taught you them, and that's good. But how much farther... We have yet to grow in understanding how all of what the Bible says fits together according to God's good and gracious will. And how much farther we have yet to grow in applying all this to our lives with all wisdom. And so, dear friends, keep on studying the Bible. Keep on hearing God's word preached. Keep on being filled with spiritual knowledge through the word of truth. And now as this spiritual knowledge fills us through God's word and and brings us spiritual understanding and wisdom, this same spiritual knowledge 
also gives thanks to the Father by the way we live. And that brings us to the second part here today. And maybe to start the second part, think of this this illustration here. Why do you fill up your cars with gas? Is it so that it can sit in the garage and you can boast about how much gas you have, that you never uh, run low, that it's always full? No, of course not. We fill our cars with gas so that we can go places and do things. And so also we fill up with spiritual knowledge so that we can live our lives in thankfulness to the Father. The Apostle Paul talks about this when he writes, and we pray this, in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way. Now that... God has taken us unworthy sinners and given us a share among his saints. Now that he has rescued us from the darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ, now that he has paid the ransom price of Christ's blood to redeem you and me, now that that spiritual knowledge fills our hearts and lives within us, we no longer want to live according to our former way of life. We want to live differently, different from that former sin-controlled life. We want to live in a way that measures up to what pleases our Lord, a way that is worthy of His standards. We want to keep on producing good works, bearing that kind of fruit and growing in the knowledge of God. Since he has forgiven our sins, we don't want to walk around in those sins anymore. Rather, we want to do what is right and good in his sight. And we rely on his power and strength that shines gloriously from his grace and mercy. We rely on his power and strength for the patient endurance and perseverance to keep on doing what is right and good despite the hurt and trouble it may bring. Yes, dear friends, God often will send us more than we can bear with our own strength. But he never gives us more than we can bear with his power at work in us. And so we are filled with that power from our God as we fill ourselves with spiritual knowledge, as we fill up our our hearts and minds and souls with that good news of what our God has done for us. As we, the the Apostle Paul describes this kind of life that that is filled with spiritual knowledge, that is living in thanks to the Father. He describes it in this way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that we may have great endurance and patience, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. And that's that's what the Father has done for us. Notice how Paul goes right into there, so we never lose sight of that. What has the Father done for us, that we want to be filled with spiritual knowledge and live our lives for Him? Well, he has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in his kingdom of light. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That's the heart of the gospel, isn't it, dear friends? 
That's the good news that changes us from the inside out. It's so much more than simply an accumulation of facts and data, isn't it? The gospel is the power of God. It's the power that changes the way we think, consider, and contemplate. It changes uh, what we feel and want and desire. It changes our will, our determination and resolve, our goals and aims. And all these inner changes that the gospel works in us changes the way we live our lives on the outside as well. Our entire life becomes a thank offering to our Heavenly Father as the spiritual knowledge of the gospel fills us. So never let the gospel be far from your heart, soul, and mind, dear friends. Yes, the facts of the gospel, you have known them for a long time. But how much we still can grow in our understanding and wisdom that the gospel brings to us. And in the way it it changes us inside and out so that our lives become a thank offering to our Heavenly Father. For look at what the Father has done for you and me. He has covered us with the perfect life of His Son so that He calls you His saint While you were still drowning in the darkness of unbelief, he rescued you and brought you into the kingdom of his Son. And he has washed away your sins with nothing less than the blood of God the Son, the ransom price that redeems you. Fill up with that spiritual knowledge. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.